Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is Janie Charlo, one of your hosts. And on this upcoming episode, I am speaking with Miss LaShawn Marie. That's right, guys. Uh, LaShawn, she left the corporate world to embark on her own spiritual journey as she sought a deeper fulfillment than what her corporate life was affording her at the time. So she gives her own experiences, her challenges, and revelations of what this journey has been about. So this one is called Taking the Soul Journey with LaShawn Marie. You're going to love the gems dropped in this episode. Make sure you grab her book, which is called Journey of the Soul, A Spiritual Odyssey, which has been birthed through her spiritual journey. So tap into this episode. Look at the show notes. You can see how you can tap into LaShawn's services and also get her book, guys. Um, This is a really beautiful, beautiful episode. We're going to be hearing more and more people, uh, you know, getting on this this journey. And it's, it's so wonderful because speaking to her just reminded me of what this podcast was all about, is being able to speak to other beautiful souls on their journey. Because at the end of it, we are soul. We are spirit. We're just having a human experience. So sit back, relax, and I will see you guys on the other side. Welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is your host, Russell Bruce, and the beautiful Jamie Shiloh, as we continue to bring you more amazing content to all matters of the heart and soul as we awaken humanity to all things within. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Enjoy. All that they don't know how to do it to win this war is to know that you don't have to, you know, go by the creator to when you tap into your consciousness, exactly. you so you Be in the most positive day. You're excited about your day, like charged up, because what exists in it starts in the mind. You can't see the mental, spiritual realm, and they're going to manifest in the physical. If they're using anything, we have to be unified. And just because somebody has, person is 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 bringing love and compassion and light. You powerful. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie and welcome back. So on today's episode, we have Ms. LaShawn Marie joining us and we are talking about taking the soul journey, okay? So after a a decade in the corporate world, she charted on new territory. She wrote a book, which is right here, and we're gonna dive into this, okay? Journey of the Soul, A Spiritual Odyssey. And um, it's an amazing book. I read it, of course, in a day. And I was like, let's dive into this book on the podcast. So LaShawn, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. Thank you so much, Janie, for um, allowing me on your awesome, beautiful platform. Thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. So just kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how did you go from corporate world to the soul journey? Wow, it's it's been a beautiful journey, um, if I can say so myself. Um, but um, just a little bit about me. Um, I am. I grew up in a small town, um, very small, and um, I always knew that as a kid I was different. Um, I knew that I had a calling, but of course, when you're young, you don't really like think about that stuff 
Um, but yeah, I um, left when I was 16 years old and I came to Texas, North Texas, um, by with the blessing of my parents. Um, and I thank them every day for that. But yeah, um, I um, got married um, to my spiritual partner. We have a beautiful story we'll tell uh, in the future. But yeah, um, we sh share three girl beautiful girls together. Um, there, my first one is uh, 20. My second one is 18, sorry, 18. And my last one is uh, 14. Um, so once, you know, um, they started entering college and all that good stuff, I was in corporate America at the time um, for 10 years. I set a goal because I, I, I always knew that I didn't want to retire in corporate America. Um, I wanted to learn some things, but that was not the end goal. So I set a goal for myself um, financially and all that stuff um, for 10 years. I was like, after 10 years, I'm going to go ahead and venture out. And I always knew that I wanted to write and I wanted to just, you know, be a, a entrepreneur. So um, 10 years went by and then here's the fear setting in quickly, quickly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want to lose my income. You know, I don't want to, I was focusing on the losses and it was like, maybe like, cause I'm in this journey, like in the first like year and something started happening. I wasn't happy. Um, and kind of, let me kind of rewind a little backwards. Um, the reason why I got into corporate America, we think about intentions are very important to me. And I think back of why I got into corporate America and society tells us, you know, we have to have the, the home, the kids, the picket fence, the nice houses and all that stuff. So I got, I got consumed with labels, um, nice fancy cars, the big old houses. I just got consumed like money just drove my life, but in all essence, it wasn't making me happy. I started being depressed. I started not liking what I did. I was putting on a big major front. So last year, um, it really like started overtaking me. I was like, okay, this I have to change because I'm not, I'm just not happy. A lot of people believe that money is going to just wipe everything away. No, it helps. I'm not going to lie. It helps, but it doesn't solve everything. So um, one day I was, we were working from home um, and I was on vacation and I would go outside in my balcony and I would meditate, you know, do my meditation, my yoga, you know, trying to get all zen zen. And I was writing, I started writing my book, like my manuscript and something was just speaking to me. Like it was just pounding hard. Like you gotta, we gotta embrace you. You gotta open that door. I understand you're scared, but there's so much joy behind the door. And I don't know if you believe in omens, but I do. And I was sitting outside and tears were just flowing down my face because I didn't want to look at my husband and turn around and be like, babe, I don't want the six figures, figure income anymore. But um, I'm just going through all that, just crying. And all of a sudden I look up with tears in my eyes. There's not one, but two red cardinals literally sitting on as I'm crying. And I was just like, this, like, all my faith was just solid. And December 10th, I, like, I kept going. And December 10th of last year, 2023, I decided this is it. I'm done. I'm done. 
I'm just gonna, you know, no nothing. Um, I appreciate the opportunity, everything that I learned, all the people that helped me, but it was all about, I had to focus on me. Mm -hmm. um, um, like I turned 40 and I was like, I look back, I'm like, I've wasted so much time so much time I don't have you know we don't know when our hour is going to come but just kind of realistically speaking I'm I don't have much time left on this earth mm -hmm. so I have to do something to give back I haven't been putting into life I haven't been doing a lot of philanthropy loving people being compassionate guiding people I I haven't done that truly on a genuine level so um I had to, there was, this journey is not easy. I will say this, um, it's not. Be ready to take necessary losses. That's what the first thing, necessary losses. Mm -hmm. And when you're intentional and you're genuine about your journey, because I think it is it's very important for me to say that everybody's journey is unique. It's not gonna look the same for everybody. So I knew that I had to, one, embrace vulnerability. I had to have the courage. I started reading um, Brene Brown, um, and she is a big uh, advocate on vulnerability. And so that took a lot of courage to, like, peel the ugly layers from, you know, in order for me to find the true, the true me, you know. And um, so I had to... I, I, like, I, I journal a lot and just, you know, writing down things and looking and I'm like, oh, man, I don't like this person. She's mm. negative. She's judgmental. She's not loving. She's not compassionate. We have to change that. So just unpeeling mm. um, and again, being genuine and authentic in that and seeking inner wisdom. Um it is very important when one is on their own personal journey that they realize, and it took me to realize that nothing comes from, nothing beneficial comes from the external. It all is internal. So that's inner wisdom when you're, when you're ready to accept that, you know, and just embracing the transformation. Um, I mentioned that I would do meditation and yoga so that I cultivated mindfulness and being present so mm -hmm. and and connecting connecting with with God the universe you know yes so okay so listen I know I know this journey is is a heavy one so let's back yeah. up because I, I really want to I want to tap on some really important things especially for our listeners especially for people who's on this journey so one of the things that a lot of people talk about is I always felt different. I always felt like there was something different for me. I felt different from my siblings, my family, all that. Can you tap on that? And by the way, LaShawn and I are from the same hometown. Uh, we actually was just talking about, because like she said, she left when she was 16. So I was like, when was the last time I saw you? And so clearly it had to be around that time. So... Can you talk a little bit about feeling different? Feeling different. So I, I, one day um, I remember um, when I was in school and I wanted, like, I always wanted to like read books um, and, but my counterparts weren't, wasn't doing that. You know, they were like, let's just 
be frank, the boy crazy, you know? So I'm like, that's not what the crowd is doing. They're not reading books, you know? So you, I don't know, I guess it's like a natural thing because you're not experiencing internal power. You're, it's easy for you to go along with the crowds, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I just like, I knew there was uh, how I thought, um, I thought, my thinking was on a mature level for somebody my age. I was like, wow, I'm thinking like an adult. Adults don't think like that. I when I left, I already had a plan. Mm -hmm. How many 16-year-olds have a plan? Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted. I didn't know for sure how to get there, but just questions that I was asking myself, my peers, we, we didn't talk about that stuff a lot. So that is in essence what made me, I was, I was just different. Yeah. Now leaving home at 16, was that a part of you? Like I need to go, I need to grow. I need to do something different. What was um, the motivation so, behind that? I would say I looked at what was going on around me and I didn't want that. I knew I would watch um, my favorite 90s show was Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I don't know if you remember that movie. Remember. Um, yes. Yeah. So and she lied about how, um, to get this corporate job in this, you know, she was living in the city. And I like and I would look at those things. I'm like, you know, I want to do that. I want to get out of the small town. And, you know, I know I knew there was so much. We're just watching, you know, watching TV and just living vicariously through these um, beings and stuff. So. Yeah. And when you look back on that now that you're in a spiritual journey, what what are and even going through your healing, like you say, what was the real underlying reason for that? Was it just a lack of at the time and wanting that? Or was it all a part of your journey? It was mainly, I want more of this. I don't want to stay here. Um, I was sort of a rebellious kid, you know, we all are. Um, but I just knew that I wanted more and I just didn't want to, I didn't want to stay there and limit myself. Mm -hmm. and, and I always got, so I always got teased too growing up. That was another thing. So it brought my self-confidence down. And I was just like, you know, I, I just gotta, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. We see a lot of people who have felt different. They, they experience rebellion in their teenage years for some reason, especially when you talk to them later, because they always felt different and they didn't fall into the societal norms of their family, of their environment. And they were just, they just knew and was very strong willed about that. Like this, I, I no, I got to do something different. So you hear that a lot. Um, so especially for our young viewers, if you, if you're feeling rebellious, try to figure out why, try to seek deeper in there. So fast forward to your corporate life. Have you, was the unhappiness the entire 10 years? Like, how did that start to become unhappy? No, it wasn't. I didn't recognize it right because of where my intentions were. So the first, I started as an entry-level um, person or uh, worker in the corporate and just slowly worked my way up. I love, I naturally am a problem solver. So I love, you give me a problem, I'm gonna solve it for you. So I love to helping people. Um, and I got, I got promoted like over five times. Um, every year I would get promoted. And it was just like, you know, 
Like you give somebody a hundred dollars and like, what do I got to do to get more? And just, just going, but I still essentially loved what I did. I love the people that I work with and, and the clients that I worked with. Um, it, it happened again in my 10th year when I was, I started maturing in the mind and knowing, like just reflecting on the past 40 years of my life of where, where I, where I am. And there was nothing happy about it. And I had to truly sit back and ask the why questions. Why am I doing this? And when I started answering those questions, it wasn't looking good. Why am I doing this? Am I happy? And they were, it was all cons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I maybe have like three pros on the list. So that, that, that's, that's, that, that affects your mental health that could lead you into anxiety, depression. So it was, it was important that I step away, even though I was scared and I was again, thinking about losses and all that, but I knew that I had to have faith. I know people talk a lot about, you know, I'm stepping out on faith. I'm stepping out on faith, but to truly step out on faith is, is a, it's different. Um, and I've just, just going by faith, intentional, responsible faith. I'm not just sitting here and be like, oh, universe or God, just, you know, bring it down. But I'm, you know, putting my faith in action as I go. So mm -hmm. do you believe that surrendering moment for you was that day you were sitting outside crying and oh, yes. just at that moment, you knew something had to change. And then when the red birds came was like, that's it. That's the sign. That's my sign. That was my omen. Yeah. That was my sign. Cause I was, um, I read another, um, and a lot of people talk about this when you're on journey, you're on, you're trying to find, um, yourself. We start leaning to personal, uh, personal development literature or material. So, um, there was a lot of great wisdom that I received in those self-help books. Um, and I didn't know what it meant to truly surrender. Um, and that was a, was a challenge. That yeah. Was a challenge. Let's talk about that. Cause surrendering is, is literally you surrender your will to the will of the divine. And that's hard because the ego, we've developed this ego through our titles, our jobs, all the things, right. All the things that we think would make us happy. Like you mentioned in the beginning. So Tell me about your process of surrendering because it, it doesn't happen immediately. Like, okay, I got it. Can you tell me your process of surrendering? Because I think that's the hardest part. I think when you finally surrender, when you finally let go, all the doors, all the people line up, all the resources, all the tools, everything come to you, everything. But it's that fight, it's that fight, that internal fight you know, it's really between the mind and the heart. So how did you eventually just say, I'm done? Um, you're right. It is a process because you're trying, you're, you, you always are naturally in control. So, um, what I did, I did a personal, um, burning surrender and it, it also involved forgiveness as well. 
So I think those two kind of coincide together, forgiveness and surrender. So I did my own burning ceremony where I wrote everything down. Um, I didn't, for me, I didn't think it was important for me to um, bring other people in. This was just a, a, a journey for me and the creator um, and just write, again, writing things down and I'm going to let go of tomorrow. I'm going to focus on the present, writing it down, burning it and just like letting go. I know so self-forgiveness. It sounds like you yes. focused on your forgiving yourself more than yes. anybody else bringing that in body. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, also, um, we are all, I had a paradigm shift as well, where we are, we, we we're, our evolution is just five sensory, but we can see, smell, touch. So I had to graduate from a five sensory perspective to a multi-sensory perspective. I had to look beyond what I could see, touch, smell, and all that stuff. That is, that was a part of my surrender. And it, it, like, when I share my story, they were like, oh, you make it seem so easy. But it, it is easy. You just have to be, when you're when you're ready and you're like, enough is enough, it's going to be easy to surrender. If you're, if you're finding it hard to surrender, then you may need to relook and maybe you're not ready. Mm -hmm. And it, it's okay because it happened to me. This is not my first time, but this time I'm intentional about my journey. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the five senses because that's a good one. So when we're not leaning on what we could physically see, hear, taste, smell, what are you leaning on? I'm leaning on, like I, I equate that with, how do you know, like when we think about the future tomorrow, to be specific, um, how do I, we make plans for tomorrow and we're confident that we're going to wake up tomorrow. There you have it. Mm -hmm. there, so there it's almost it. going from that belief to knowing. I also experience it. I cannot see it, but I could feel it. And I really honed in on the, the importance of emotions and what you're feeling and trusting that. You mentioned omens. That was huge. I call it synchronicities, right? If yes. I'm thinking something and bam, it happens, right? Those cardinals, bluebirds, redbirds, I mean, there's so many things that happen when you're on this journey. It is the divine saying, you're on the right track, just keep going. Because if we are not, um, if we can no longer go according to what our ego tells us what our left brain, what we could physically touch and see and what we feel we know only through proof, right? You got to lean on what you can't see, which is a process of faith. So how do you lean on what you can't see? You have to feel your way through it. You got, and that's different, yes. like you said, for everybody. It is, it is, but I, I definitely, um, and like can correlate with you on that, the synchrony and you can feel it. Like we all have intuition. That's a precious gift that we all have. Intuition and let, like when you start trusting, like forgiving myself because, and then now I'm able to trust my intuition and trust how I'm being guided. And what did you have to forgive the most of yourself? What, what, what did you have to forgive? Oh my, um, imposter syndrome, uh, doubt, doubt in myself, fear, um, 
choices that I made, I made in the past and I didn't realize how my past shaped who I am today. Um, yeah, um, there was a lot of heavy, heavy forgiveness. All that. And mm -hmm. where are you at on that journey? Do you feel like you're still having to work through forgiveness? Do you feel like you have really transformed that in your heart? Um, where are you at on that part? Well, as we know, when you're on a journey, it is not a destination somewhere you land. It's an ongoing thing, right? And you don't learn, you don't, you don't, you're, you have to consistently learn and grow consistently. Um, today at this present moment, and I'm going to kind of put it like God gives me assignments and that's my test to let me know where I am. Am I on the right path? And I've been passing my test. So, and it, it, it a lot of patience with myself, um, a lot of grace and compassion for myself, but I am, I, I'm, I'm pleased. I feel like I'm pleased. Uh, I'm pleasing the creator. And it's all about, I like to feed, like I, people like reverence is a big thing for me. And I used to think that reverence was respect. Reverence is not respect. It's a judgment. And I wasn't like, you have to be intentional about being respectful of life. And that includes people that includes animals. Um, and when people tell me, they're like, you inspire me. That lets me know that's confirmation for me because it, it, it has nothing to do with me. I want to inspire people. I want to encourage people. I want to be guided. I want to guide people. I didn't have that. So I don't want the the, the person, the, the next lady that comes above or below me and go through the same thing because people, they, you know, they're not as fortunate to in, embrace you know, the genuine of the, the genuine, being genuine in the journey and um, being in control of themselves. That's hard for a lot of people, um, you know, but I don't know. It's just, you gotta, you gotta embrace it. That's yeah. where it starts at. So, so I didn't have that. Go, go ahead, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was, I didn't have that, that God, what I needed, you know, my, my mom and my parents, they gave me what, everything that I needed. Don't get me wrong. But as an adult, I didn't have that. I was like solely by myself. So I don't want anybody else. If I can control it to experience the same things that I experienced avoiding landmines. Um, so, and then also to bring my girls into this, I have three girls, right. Um, and how I see that, how I raised them, they're off to college. They're doing their thing. They're making right decisions. And that lets me know I did that. Mm -hmm. That 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 gives me confirmation where I am in my journey. I'm girl, pat yourself on the back, give yourself a hug. You're doing it. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's important because who we are, our consciousness level as parents, because people can't give you anything that they don't have. So it's important to forgive yourself and to forgive people, your upbringing, how you came up along the way. I realized it was all a part of the plan. It was all a part of, of developing me, developing what I didn't have, seeing the environment, knowing that I could choose different 
coming into, into that sovereignty that I could choose for myself. I don't have to just do this. But if we could heal individually before we have children, we could definitely raise conscious children, I mean, on a different level, because, and sometimes when you understand this soul journey, children come here to, to teach the parents. I mean, yes. that happens too. So, but sometimes it's so important to consciously heal before bringing children into this world, because you are programming them. And by the age of seven, kids are programmed. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about your book. All right. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit. So literally just this past December, you went ahead, was like, I'm done with the corporate, dove into the book, went ahead, got it, you know, published and all that. So what does this mean for you? Is it like that this is my out. This book is like my out. This is my transition. What is this book putting it out in the way that it is, the way that it's written? What does that give you on a, on a deep um, soul level? That gives me openness, like full openness. Like I, I, I was working on this manuscript and this is like all me. Like, I didn't know I had this in me. I didn't know I was this little wordsmith. Um, I didn't know I had this intelligent, creative mind and I could, but, and I just sat on it. Um, and I just, it, it was just an, ex I just wanted, I wanted everyone to experience you know, because I've heard of a soul journey, but I didn't know what it was. So I wanted everybody, especially women, to we're all we're all on a path to search for something, and we all have a purpose. And I want everybody to find their purpose because it's so so beautiful. Once you get out of the world, and you know, I, I had to I had to get out of the world and look past again what I could see. So that's what I'm offering in this book. Sarah, um, her, the character name is Sarah, not to give a lot, but um, Sarah, she, she, every woman can relate to Sarah, I believe, every woman. Um, and throughout the chapters, she, you know, she's the first chapter, she's in her calling. The calling is speaking to her just as me. And um, as I um, shared with you, the first chapter in the book is the calling. And that's 85, per, that, that resonates 85% of me. That's me. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's, uh, she gets the calling and, you know, she's in her meditation and she's like, you know, she is living in this apartment and she's just surrounded by the labels and the designer furniture and all that stuff. And she wasn't fulfilled and she had to, she had to make the decision, you know, she didn't want to lose her money. Um, she wanted to, but you know, in order to get on the journey, she had to surrender. She had to have faith. And yeah. And I, I, I love the book. Um, Sarah goes on a journey around the earth and um, I could relate to that particular journey because I spent a good decade traveling all over the place. And I didn't, I didn't know at the time, but I was unlocking sacred codes, DNA, everything within me. 
right? So I, I felt this oneness. I felt this expansion. I felt all of this for a very long time. I just didn't connect it with, oh, this is what the divine, this is God. God is not a man or a superpower or a being or somebody that judges me out there because we grew up in a town that's heavy Catholic religion. I mean, Louisiana, the state of Louisiana is very heavy. And if you understand the history of how that was and how, uh, Catholic, Christianity, a lot of this was forced on people, on the indigenous people there. They were forced to adapt this religion. You will really understand how people have, th that religion has really held people to a certain um, bondage. Yes, absolutely. Um, I tell people a lot, they like, being raised in that, I always remember like every, it, it's a, to me, it's like, it was so judgmental. Like you do this, you're going straight to hell. Like, wow, I'm okay. Then what's, what's there to live for? So that damaged me and damaged my brain cells for a long time. You know? So I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah, like we were saying, the the, yeah. the character in the book, she takes this journey in so many beautiful places in the earth. And she understood that all of these places were a part of the divine. So my question to you is, how are we all connected to the earth? How are we the all connected to the earth? Our souls. Our souls, our energies, we are all connected. Mm -hmm. we, we all come from the ground that 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 explains our connected connectness mm -hmm. we may see that like you know obviously a baby is born in a woman's belt or womb and belly and stuff but essentially we are all i feel we're all connected um from the ground we are our souls our energies um we just experience different things um that's why i always say i'm just when i'm going through things i'm a soul having a human experience. Exactly. Because Sarah in the book, I mean, she went to Egypt. She went to uh, the Sahara Desert. She went Marrakech. to- Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of these places. And she could, and not only that, but all of these places were one in the same, but she also picked up a little spark of individuality as well. So I see that as who we are as well. We're all sparks of the one God, the one divine energy, the infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call the, the energy that connects us in that oneness. But we are all individuals. So we're all, we look different. We talk different. We express different. We may embody that energy different. Masculine and feminine is also two different energies, but together is that one is the oneness is the one yes. source. So I really and I, that's how I could definitely see myself in the book. I was like, man, I did this this exact odyssey, <laughs> you know, going on all these places. So what was your motivation for the rest of the chapters? If eighty five percent of you were definitely in chapter one, how did the rest of this come to be? 
Well, um, as she delved more into the chapter, she when she's in uh, these countries, each country, she is being guided by a guide um, on, on each of her journeys. And they're showing yeah. her different experiences. Um, and one part about one thing about humans and specifically me before I um, started on this journey, I always gave my power away, meaning that I asked for permission from others. And that's where I started, like, I, I put the guides that were guiding Sarah, because we don't want, I didn't want nobody to tell Sarah what to do. Let, let her be guided and let her ultimately make her own decis decisions from there. And that's she, so good because yeah. that's important because each time we allow each we we people can't take our power we give our power away yes. and each time we don't make our own decisions we are giving our power away absolutely so i didn't put it's i knew she was being guided at every part but i didn't actually put guide together in the way you just did another thing just another level of that is that individually we have guides we have guides, spiritually, non-physical, that's always guiding us. Just like you saw those two red birds, that was a sign from your guides. Hey, that thought that you're having right there, you need to move on that. So yeah. pay attention to what your guides, what's guiding you. And, and, and I will say you have to, in order for you to experience that sentiment moment, you have to cut the noise cut like literally cut the noise yes. I, I my journey consisted of social media that I was so the first thing I would do in the morning was I would like social media got my pick up my phone check my emails check Facebook how many likes loves all that stuff and I had to I was like okay this I knew this was a hindrance I have to let this go so I thought I was getting slick and I'm like okay I'm gonna just log out of it right I was like, girl, no, let's be honest. Let's go ahead and delete the app off your phone so you won't be tempted. Mm -hmm. So I had, I deleted the app, um, just like any distractions, any noises um, that also meant um, friends. I had to lose them. Um, and, and I called them um, um, necessary losses, which was okay. Um, for me, I needed to, I needed to change because that singing birds of a feather flock together it's really true if you're trying to go this way and you're still in this it's it's not going to work so just um getting off of social media i think i was off of social media for a whole year i didn't announce it or anything i just dropped off of the face of the earth um and again just being taking care of me my mental um, that was truly important by the support of my husband. And I had like, they were, they were my support system throughout this whole process. So that was easy, um, easy for me, but it, it it's a lot. It's not easy. Yeah. You can't take the journey within if you're still on, in the outside world. You have to, you, you can't, you can't skip that step. You cannot skip that step. You have to um, separate yourself. You have to take the journey within yourself. And that requires a lot of mindfulness, meditation, quiet time, solitude. And I like to remind people that alone time doesn't mean alone, it's solitude. Because you could also be around a whole bunch of people and be very lonely. 
And just like LaShawn said, I agree. You have to let go of the things, the people, the habits, the thoughts, the actions that no longer serve you because a higher you, a higher version on this soul journey is trying to birth itself. It's trying to emerge. So the things of the lower nature, your lower self has to go. You is It has to go. It just has to go. There's no way because there's a birth that's trying to take place and you you can't remain and hold on to that old version. And I think as women, um, that's hard. That could be hard. But I I usually tell people, let the old version go gracefully. It's okay to actually do a morning or I don't want to say a morning, but RIP a type of uh, ceremony. I loved you. You served me well. Girl, you did this, 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 and this during that time. Now I must answer to the, to the new call. And we have to move. And I call that moving through the classrooms of life gracefully. We can't stay in the third grade our whole life. We got to go to the fourth, got to go to the fifth. And you might've had a wonderful third grade. You loved all your friends, but you got to like, keep going, keep going. You got to graduate. You got That's it. That's it. That is it. So I want to ask you with all of that, what is a spiritual awakening to you at this point in your journey? What does that mean? If you could put a definition to that? Um, I, I'm going to just wrap it up, um, embrace that a spiritual journey is you're embracing vulnerable vulnerability, um, seeking inner wisdom, embracing transformation, cultivating mindfulness and presence, connecting with the universe, the creator, continual growth. You said it, we just said a graduation, continual growth and learning and inspiring, being inspiring by example, right? I, you, you want to practice what you preach. I can't be teaching this and I'm living all um, reckless on the other side. That doesn't work. That's not authentic. That's not genuine. So. I like that. Can you, because I call it embodiment. You're embodying this energy. Can we talk a little bit about what I have found the difference in people who are very religious? Go to church every Sunday, check. You know, go to prayer meeting or whatever, check but they're not embodying it. They're, they have an ugly heart. They're hateful. They're unkind. There's no compassion. Judgmental. They're arguing, judgmental. What is your take on that? In that, like you said, that being it, embodying it versus being inauthentic and just doing the rituals, the practices, but not changing your heart. Right. Um, for me, when I would go to church and just check in the box, like you said, I was going. It wasn't in me. I wasn't, I wasn't living it. Meaning he tells us in when you opened, when I started reading, like instead of being spoon fed by what was being, I was actually now reading what I wanted to learn. And he's it, they, I believe religion, it's it's a check the box thing, but again, you're not, you're not, you're going, but you're not living. It's not within you. God or the creator is not within you because you're judgmental. You're, you're, you're living from a five sensory perspective. 
And that's not authentic pop. That's again, where we transition from, that's how the creator sees us as from multi-sensory. He says he forgives our, he sees our sins no more. That's multi-sensory. Do we do that? Do, do, does religious people do that? I think not. Um, and I think that I have a problem with people who use bits of the word to make it about themselves or to make it right in their minds. It's okay for me to, to get a person. We may have a disagreement of how we view a situation, but I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to be like, oh, why does Janie look at it in this perspective? Let me see why. Instead of you're wrong, you're wrong, you're going to hell, you're going to do this. You understand how the religion, how when we do that, we are speaking debt on, on people. Well, you're going to hell for that. You're speaking, you're not speaking life and, and, and words of wisdom over me. You're sitting, you're, you're downgrading me. You're sending me straight to hell. That that's that. I don't think that's Christ-like. I don't think that's God-like. Mm -hmm. So I'm still learning. I'm not going to sit here and say that I am just an expert, but more, we all have morals in us, morality in us that lives within us. Now, whether it's covered by darkness or covered or surrounded by light, that's different for each, for different people. You know, so I just, I don't put, I don't put religion. I'm just, I'm just, again, a human. I'm, a, I'm having a human, I'm a soul having a human experience. That's it. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's heavy and it's beautiful all at one when you truly come into this and you're like, wow, like why well, didn't notice before? So I want to ask you, why should we continually ask ourselves questions? You talk about inner wisdom. Why should we continually ask ourselves questions when we are on the journey of the soul? You have to know, don't you want to know yourself? I want to know myself. I'm, I'm, I don't want people to define me all my life. Do you want people to define you? Cause they will. Yep. That's why it's important. You, yep. you were born by yourself. You're going to die by yourself. That's why it's important. Oh, yes. That's it. I ain't got nothing to add to that. That's it. Like, don't you want to know who you are on a deep level? And I'll tell you, LaShawn, when I asked myself, because I was at a point I had like, you know, I had done so much, right? And I was at a point where I was like, okay, God, what's next? And I was like, I had literally felt like I had maxed out, right? I was, I had kind of got to the point in my health that I was eating healthy. I had not traveled the world. I was making good money. I mean, I was like, I had, but I have always been the type to follow my own compass. So it was easier for me to do that early on and not get too far off the path because we all got pretty much the same destination is to come to our own self-realization. But how long it takes sometimes depends on how far you get off the path and the distractions. Yes. And I also think you were talking about how the brain works. That also plays essence into when we're ready to evolve to. Because I don't think I was like, my brain capacity was nowhere 
it wasn't evolved as it is from when I was 25, you know? So I think like that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. So. And, and spirituality and science is really one in the same. Yeah. Cause I call it sacred science because there's, we've been taught to believe in things that are not there, but truthfully spirituality can prove itself with sacred science. We just have to understand how it all works. And that was a journey for me in the health. Like, okay, this is spirituality. This is what can be proved. How do these things bridge? And it was, that was a whole nother journey. And it's been beautiful because I understand the left and the right brain. I understand hemi-sync in that. And it is, um, I, I, and sometimes you could be forcing a spiritual journey and you have not hormonally aligned, you have not aligned in your mindset, you have not aligned and you're forcing things to happen. And I, I see a lot of people going, taking ayahuasca, going on these retreats. And I'm not saying, telling people what not to do. I, I don't condone drugs. I've never had to take drugs of any kind, nothing at all, ever in my life. I don't smoke. I mean, wine, I do like that, but even that, I understand how it affects your brain capacity and how you could be getting those, you know, those downloads in your brain and being able to really function. Your brain is a computer. Yes. And I'm glad that you said that because there, there's something important that I want to um, advise the listeners. One thing, be mindful when you're going on your journey, because there were some wrong, some errors erroneous ways that I kind of stepped into when I was on the journey. Um, so just be mindful and like, make sure that when you're like went for meditation, yoga, that you're doing it in the proper ways, because there are certain, you know, things that in this, I call it this new age religion type thing. And I started like getting into some certain things and it was affecting me. I, it was all leading me back up to my journey, but it was just, just kind of going through YouTube and, um, tarot card reading. I, um, you know, I was into that for a little while and I was like, this is not, it didn't feel right. Um, so be very careful, um, about what you're getting into. Just do your homework, do your research because, again, like you don't want, you want your space, your journey to be sacred at possible yeah and and that's such a wonderful uh point that you bring up I think just like in any in anything that we're being guided I think the divine will give you tests along the way to see are you paying attention and do you know who I am which brings me into you talked a lot about love and compassion so we have to know what the energy of the divine is and what the energy of the divine is not. And I think if you could make that discernment every step of the way, is this love? Is this compassion? Is this peace? Yes. Is this darkness? Is this judgment? Is this, you know, envy, jealousy? You could make that discernment step by step. And because you're clear-minded and it'll just come to you naturally. And you're, you're able to like see things from a, a holistic um, perspective and be guided by that, that yeah. that's, that's yeah. empowerment. 
I'll tell you. So on my journey, um, I was listening out and again, listening to different things. Um, I had actually listened to a few sermons of this particular pastor online. And um, some of the things he he said I liked, right? But again, it was it was very religious based. But I know how to kind of pick things and and leave things out. But I had a dream. I had a dream about this particular pastor. Okay, in the dream, it showed that his eyes were blackened, black and blue. Okay, and I asked. I said, "Can you?" I asked, like. God, can you verify this dream? Can you tell me? And again, dreams is another one of those ways that the yes. divine will give you answers all the time. And that's why we have to ask questions because when we ask questions, we get the answers. You just got to know the question you ask and, and the, the, when the answer comes. But anyway, this pastor in the dream, his eyes were black and blue. I said, can you clarify this dream? Can you clarify this dream? And telepathically, they can't see. They're leading the people wrong. They cannot see. The eyes are black and blue. I immediately no longer listen to that pastor's sermons. Although I think people have good intentions, that don't always mean that they have done that heart transformation, that they have really embodied what they are trying to lead a whole group of people to do. And that's exactly where I speak on being spoon fed, because if you're constantly, you know, I, I have a similar situation. Like if I was into, and then everybody's getting, I'm like, it's exposed season for whatever reason, but, it I, was, I, but was, that happened. I was listening. I was, I was just listening. And then you're right. You don't know people's intentions. You don't know what's inside. That and that's hard. And I'm like, if I keep getting spoon fed by what people are telling me, I'm never going to, I'm never going to learn for myself. So that is, that's why it's important that you pick up books, um, you know, any, pick up the Bible, pick up anything. Just don't just listen to everybody. And I tell people, don't just listen to me. Don't take my word for go, go find it. You know, don't, you know, so that is exactly. So you, can you talk about, because you talked about the heart in your book when Sarah was at one of the sacred places and how the heart, this was all about a journey into the heart. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, um, that is the path um, to the heart. Um, and she, she, you have to get your heart together, right? It all, because I think that's where, that's where we're guided. Mind and heart, but I think specifically heart. I may be wrong, but I think specifically heart. But you have to get your, your heart has to be in, in a line. That's where you're developing. That's where transformation takes place in your heart. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be clear about your path because your heart is going to lead you. And if you're not, un if you're, you're not visible and you don't know where your heart is going to go, that's why we have issues in our life financially emotional mental all that stuff you know because we're not we're not leading truly genuinely with our hearts mm -hmm. you have to definitely have your heart on it with the I, I agree with that um and we I just have a few more questions and then we're gonna wrap it up I mean we could talk about this forever and ever we'll probably yes! <laughs> yes. and we'll just 
try to like zone in on something. Um, as we as we're guided back to our hearts, as we allow love to rise, okay. Um, what is your understanding with where you at right now in how the feminine energy will play in this in this awakening? In all women in well, yeah, all women. Um, a feminine energy, we are our energy is so par powerful. Um, I myself, I I'm very careful because I think feminine, our feminine is it's a beauty that should never be cross boundaries into an alpha sector. We're 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 emotional beings. You know, that's part of our evolution. And we are we make we make do with with anything you know i hear stories about women per women like my mother-in-law she you know she's persevered that's us that we have power we're we're the guiders you know like i i feel like like just comparing my 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 relationship with my husband like i'm his intuition i'm his guy like babe i don't think we should do this and not to my own horn but i'm right you know, he's the provider, but like, let, let me guide you. Let, let, my, let my intuition is going to kick in and it's going to lead us. And we're the nurturers as well. So fem I, I embrace my, my feminism. Um, yeah. I don't want to be that. Cause I used to have that alpha female mindset, but that, I think that destroys our feminism when we try to take on an alpha personality. And then so much allowing that heart to rise and to yes. and the love to rise, I think that's all the feminine, which is the mother goddess in us. That is the mother. I think we have seen the father God for a long yeah. time. You know, even in our language, we say he is God, he, 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 right? And we never acknowledge the mother goddess. And we know by divine law that there's two energies on this earth, masculine and feminine, mm -hmm. and it is mm -hmm. a mother God and a father God. And I think that is the rise, not in, uh, not to be over the father God, but be in a balance and harmony. Yes. You know, totally and I think that is so important. And so I think showing love as a power, as an essence, as something that is not weak, but something that is, you know, can can do miraculous things and heal and just do so many things is where we're headed in in as a collective in a spiritual journey. Yes. It's like it's for me, it's like this because you got to understand that I my light was dimmed by darkness. And as I evolved in this journey, my life, my light just exploded. And it like my, it, it in essence made my heart explode, explode as well. So I'm able to, again, live intentional every day. And when I wake up, I'm thinking the creative first, um, instead of grabbing my phone and figuring out what's, what's going on on social media, um, and just getting, getting within the divine inner interconnecting because if I can't connect with myself I can't give to the world I can't I can't respect life I can't do that so there's so much going on in the world and I think that 
you know, we 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 have to we have to give back. We have to we have to be like truly loving people, be compassionate. You never know what people are going through, but you be be under. That's that's our job. That's our job. Yeah. You know, I I I get like it's not easy. I've encountered situations where people are, are like our cashier is rude, won't say hello. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know what, what type of day you have. I'm going to sprinkle a little positive energy, compliment you, your hair, your outfit, your nails, whatever the case. Any, I want to, I want to give, I want to be treated. I want to, I want to be treated the proper way. In order for me to do that, I have to treat people the proper way. Yeah. And when I'm giving, what I put out is going to come back to me. And I tell, you know, a lot, um, my friends and people that'll listen that, I can show you what this journey has prevailed for me with my finances, my, with abundance, like people are like, I'm, I'm just entering this new journey and people are like, Hey, I can help you do this. I can help you do that. I'm like, that's abundance. Like when we kind of talk about going back to the church, um, with, I was, um, well, got into where I felt like if I didn't tie it to the church, you hear, oh, give us a thousand dollars for a love offering. I got caught up in that. And to truly know, like, like everything isn't about money. It helps, but it, it isn't about money. It, it isn't about materialistic things. It's all about the inner. It's all about illuminating your light and finding yourself. And it like, again, it's a beautiful journey. It's empowering it's so empowering me. Like it when is. I go through the, when I walk in doors, I'm shifting the room because of my energy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just in, enthralled with this new person. I'm enthralled with her. I love her. I'm yeah. compassionate. I'm like rooting her on every day. Now, when everybody else gives me love and compliments, that's just extra added bonus. I don't need it, but it's extra added bonus. Absolutely. And, and, that's what it's about. And the thing is, the journey is all about your love for the divine and then in turn, your love for self because that's the connection. And we all, all of us, we can all tap into and have that direct connection with the divine. And I think that's important because you mentioned tarot court readers and stuff like that. It's important. I don't knock what people do. I, I'm not saying people don't have spiritual gifts, but I'm saying always remember you have a direct connection to the divine. I found that when people start a spiritual journey, they may go into these different rabbit holes because it, out of curiosity, they're seeking there. They know there's something that they're trying to get to. They don't know how to get there, but there's all these things that you start to uncover. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is to come into unconditional love for yourself and the divine. And then when you anchor that down, you radiate that out. And like LaShawn said, that light will be everywhere because everywhere. everything's light. Darkness is just there because light has not come in. That's all. And if, you know, if your darkness is this big, the more light you allow, that darkness just goes away. It just goes away. And I'll wake up like, like, it's peaceful. It's literally heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. I 
I start, I like at first I would feel bad for waking up happy all the time for no reason. <laughs> Just like it, it would be, it's, it's like gray outside today. And I'm yeah. like, it's sunny, like, you know, and, and so, and I had to feel, quit feeling guilty because that's what the, that's what he wants. That's what the divine wants from us. You know, don't be focused. We're such a consuming world where you want, we want to consume and get stuff. But like, once you let that stuff go and you realize that it's not important because you can't take it with you, you can't take it with you. Yeah. You your, your soul is going to go with you. Yeah. It's going to go with you. You're only going to be able to take the love and the light that you've given. Um, and I think it is really about transmuting. It is turning that fear into love and that darkness into light that's what it that's what it all is and and it lies in our beliefs our thoughts our mindset we do have to tra- change our thinking like if you if you lack self confidence you have to change that you have to figure out where it started like if it did start in your childhood that somebody in your family kept telling you xyz were you teased were you you know and you that that was heavy and you you lost the self love you have to go back and get it Yep, and you'll find it. You'll find it in the wrong places. That's, yeah. So, Lashawn, at today, at the recording of this podcast, what would you say is the greatest matter of your heart? That I'm doing what I say. That I'm doing what I say, and that I that my intentions always. I always know the intention. And it always comes from a great place. If I feel that it doesn't, I have the power and the confidence to say no. Absolutely. I love that. And on your journey, and we're going to talk about your book and how all of our listeners can get it and all that good stuff and how people could reach you. But on your journey, what is one book that helped you that you could recommend to our listeners? Yes. Okay. Um, Seat of the Soul, Gary Zukoff. He's been on Oprah so many times. And that's where I get that that multi-perception uh, language from. It made sense. It like, it literally, it was like, get the book. Yeah. Get the book. And I've read it like, I mean, I read it like, I think I'm on my third time reading, reading the book. Yeah. You know, that's so, a good, yeah. That's a really yeah. good one. And I think- had I read that book before I was ready, I would have been lost. Yeah, yeah. But I think it things come along in our journey when we're ready for it. So tell our listeners, how can they get Journey of the Soul, A Spiritual Odyssey, your book? And it's a great, beautiful read. I mean, she's she's she has a beautiful way with her words you know there is a such thing as um i forgot uh automatic writing because when i write books sometimes i go outside and i'm asking what else do i need to put and the downloads come and i'm trying to write it as fast as it's coming down so sometimes those gifts those spiritual gifts come on board and you got like all these books in you and you're like wow so How can people get your book? Um, right now, I am. You can find me on Barnes and Nobles. Um, that that's where I am right now at this very moment. Okay. Yes. And how can people reach you? And what are you doing right now? What What are you doing now that so, you the the corporate world? What are you? Doing? 
So um, when I looked after I got, I completed the book, I was just like, and even in my personal, I'm like, she, cause I'm asking, I'm like, what, what, what can I do next? I am ascending. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound right. She ascends. So Sarah ascended, um, as you'll find when you're reading um, the book that she ascended um, and everything was unveiled to her. So that's what I did from that extension I created. She ascends. Um, I'm, you can find me on YouTube. She ascends. I'm going to spell it because it's not normally, you know, the correct spelling of how we look at it, but it's S-H-E-A-Z-C-E-E-N-D-Z. S-H-E-A-Z-C-E-N-D-Z. -E -E she Ascends. That's my YouTube channel. That is my uh, Facebook, my TikTok. Just type it in and I'll you'll find me there. Well, I'll put it yes. in. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I'm actually working on a, because um, I've got finally got uh, my certification for coaching. And uh, I am going to guidance came uh I got the call for guidance. That's my, to guide people. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm working on. And it's going to um, evolve to She Ascends Coaching Academy. Well, awesome for you. Um, I wish you all the love, all the luck, all the success. But as we know, we're creating this reality. We only can win or we learn. We never lose. So I have no doubt that you're going to be guiding people on their spiritual journey. And what I've learned is that it's so important that we wake ourselves up. We heal ourselves because it is our duty and our mission here to help other people awaken so that we can raise the consciousness on this planet so that we can get what we really, there's so much waiting for us. If we could raise our consciousness, if we could get beyond war, we could get beyond race, we could get behind beyond the, the hate and the things that has held us bondage for and religion that has held us bondage for so long and embody, truly embody, truly become love. Love. It's all about ascending. <laughs> exactly. She ascends. He can ascend too. <laughs> yeah, he can ascend too. Yeah. So guys, this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. LaShawn, is there any last closing remarks you want to leave with our listeners? Yes. Please be, um, give yourself grace and don't compare your journey to anyone else because yours is only unique to you. Yeah, that is so true, guys. That is so true. So this podcast is inspired by love, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, energy and vibrations, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energy, music, and all things of the heart and soul. Our mission is to connect our hearts and our minds for perfect alignment. We appreciate you guys for liking, subscribing, and sharing. And LaShawn, I appreciate you. This has been a very energizing podcast. I'm always energized when I could speak on a heart level, heart to heart, uh, complete vulnerability, complete openness. And it's so important that this is the energy that we could we could put out in the world. And, it, and I'm just grateful that you are here on your journey. And um, if I could ever be of any assistance, please don't hesitate to reach out. Well, thank you. You're so sweet. And thank you again for having me on your platform. 
Absolutely. And LaShawn, just hang out. I'm going to end the podcast. So guys, take care and I will catch you guys next time.